0: It begins with a question. A question so odd that it sounds like a joke, but it's not a joke. is sort of. Can God cover people in gold dust? Well, I mean, sure. Like if you're a Christian, you probably believe that God can do whatever he wants. So yeah. Does God cover people in gold dust? Well, that brings us to the evangelist Joshua Mills. And we asked Joshua to talk with us, but his ministry didn't respond. So that's okay. Because you know what? I think we can do a good job of explaining who he is anyway. Joshua Mills has been claiming for years that God supernaturally makes gold dust materialize on him, on his person. And you can find these videos online and watch them and judge for yourself, but it sort of looks like glitter. Actually it looks a whole lot like glitter. And we'll come back to that question later. But here's Joshua. Describing how it all works.
1: And when I got to the elevator, the door opened. I didn't have any gold on me. I mean, I just looked plain as day, whatever. I go to walk in the elevator. As soon as I walked in that elevator, it was like some kind of supernatural dump truck from heaven opened up over my head, and literally the gold of heaven poured from the top of my head all the way right down to my feet. And I was covered in gold. Not just a few specks, like millions. It wouldn't be an exaggeration to say millions. Because
0: Okay, but to be fair, Joshua and his wife, Janet, uh, they, they claim lots of stuff. That's kind of like their thing. Here's Joshua on Sid Roth's show describing how the Holy Spirit um, taught him how to play the piano.
1: You, you can't play the piano if you have not been taught, right? It's not just, you don't just walk up there and play it. Right, but the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will teach us in all things. And so I was taught by God how to play the piano.
0: And here he is explaining how God transported him to China.
1: God physically lifted me from ministering in Pensacola, Florida, he lifted me into his purposes, sent me into China. It, it, it was actually the first time that my feet had been on Chinese soil.
0: And here's Joshua explaining how God, uh, you know, whitens the teeth of people who come to hear him speak.
1: She, she smelled the fragrance of toothpaste in the meeting and she was wondering, you know, why she would smell this fragrance of toothpaste. And she ended up going and looking in a mirror and God had totally whitened all her teeth. She just got her whole mouth clean.
0: Do angels come down from heaven and play the keyboards during his services?
1: <sighs> I mean, and Brother Steve Swanson was up there in worship and all of a sudden the keyboard began playing by itself. and sounds began coming out of this keyboard that were not in the keyboard. I mean, Steve knows his stuff. Steve knows his keyboards. And he put his hands up in the air and just was in total amazement as heaven had overtaken his keyboard and these sounds started to come out of the sound system being played by the heavenly realm.
0: And just for good measure, here's Janet explaining how their son was born covered in gold dust
2: had a blessed pregnancy and when it got time to deliver Lincoln it was a glorious experience we went into the hospital and within an hour and a half I had Lincoln no pain it was quick uh, we had praise and worship um, and the Word of God just being washed over me as I was in the delivery room and Lincoln actually came out with gold dust on him
0: <laughs> and on and on on it goes. You can find clips of Joshua claiming that a woman lost a hundred pounds just by coming to one of his meetings. Or and I'm not making this up. You can find a clip of Joshua telling a story of catching a fish that was wearing a pair of sunglasses. I I I, I hate it when I So you've probably got some questions already. Maybe your question is, is this guy serious? Or is this a joke? Or maybe your question is, is there an ounce of proof for any of these claims? Or maybe your question is just simply, how? How? How does something like this happen? Let's answer that one first. How does this happen? You just take someone else's trick and you do it better. Meet Sylvania Miado a lot
1: of weakness very intense pain in my bones my gums bled and I had a um, exam of my bone marrow and they, they found out that I had leukemia
0: Silvania was a Brazilian woman who came to America in the 90s and she had a testimony in her heart And a lot of glitter in her pockets. By 1998, she was making the rounds in the independent charismatic churches. And she had a wild story. God had healed her from cancer. And as proof of the miracle, God had granted her the ability to see angels. Also, God made gold dust appear in her hair. But here's the thing. She wasn't very good at it. It just looked fake. And you can find videos of it. She put way too much of it in her hair, and when she shook it out, it just it just went everywhere. And in 1999, it all unraveled. Charisma Magazine collected samples of the gold dust and sent it to Washington, D.C. to be analyzed by government geologists. And, spoiler alert... It wasn't gold they said it was plastic glitter and as this was happening Sylvania was in the middle of catching her big break she had been booked to speak at a revival at an important church in Toronto but when the church's pastor found out that the gold dust had been tested as plastic he canceled her appearance and that more or less was the end of Sylvania's time in the spotlight. So, about that Toronto pastor. His name was John Arnett. This is him.
1: And really, there's nothing impossible with God. The one who multiplied the fish, the one who turned water into wine... He's been putting gold teeth and silver fillings and things like that into people's mouths. May it give him all the glory, but it's just a sign and a wonder to bless people.
0: We asked John for an interview, but he declined. And actually, that's going to be a recurring theme in this podcast. Nobody wants to talk about this stuff on the record. Anyway, John Arnett's church was the Toronto Airport Christian Fellowship, the same church that only a few years prior to that had started the revival called the Toronto Blessing. And you might not know much about the charismatic movement, but know this. John Arnett was sort of a big deal. If you were invited to speak at his church, you had made it. And John loved miracles. John loved big miracles. He did this thing where he would pray for people to supernaturally receive gold fillings in their teeth. Did it work? Well, according to John Arnott, it did. He said lots of people receive supernatural gold fillings. But eventually the LA Times and the Canadian Post started looking into this and they investigated these claims they didn't find the miracle but they did find dental records and some of the people who were claiming that this miracle happened to them they had to explain that they had sort of uh, sort of forgotten about the metallic dental work that had been in their mouth all along but john loved miracles And John loved miracles with gold. And it wasn't long before he found someone who shared this love. Someone who would be more careful than Sylvania Mikado ever was. Someone who wouldn't dump the glitter everywhere where it could be collected and tested. Someone who was right under his nose, right there in Ontario, Canada
1: i sense my angels beginning to move and i have an angel that ministers with me in miracles and brings the signs brings the wonders and i felt that angel come and when i felt that all of a sudden there was like a a blue ball like a globe a a glory ball that came and just broke open just right in front of my
0: head okay so he's he's very strange this yes he Um, is I, i want to say this before we go too far in this Not against miracles, (laughs) not against miracles at all. Like I'm pro miracles. I'm
2: not against miracles.
0: You know, miracles are in the Bible. Yeah. It's not something I think we should run away from saying that it's also not a lack of faith to say, you know, maybe we could get a little documentation before we jump on Mm -hmm. this boat.
2: Right. Maybe we should not just believe that angels came and played the piano just because somebody said it happened.
0: Yeah, and, and not to get too far into the theology, but I mean, can you not see accompanying purposes for a lot of the miracles in Scripture? Right. And, you know, the Joshua Mills miracle ex- extravaganza,
2: mm-hmm. there's
0: never <laughs> any apparent purpose for the miracle that he's claiming. It's just right. miracle for miracle's sake, I guess.
2: Right. Just for the hell of it. Just here's some oil. I think that every time you watch these videos and the things that he's talking about, it's like, it's all about ministering, but it's like, who is this ministering to? How does gold dust on someone's body speak to the present condition of a believer or a non-believer? Like, How does it offer comfort to sinners? How does it offer encouragement to suffering people? It's like gold dust. Is it supposed to like make me excited that God could provide money out of nowhere? Or is it, I I just don't, I don't understand why it's exciting to anyone that, there's gold dust, or even oil. Maybe I'm not spiritual enough because you know oil is a big deal in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, anointing, but it's just it make like when you think about the human condition in reality, and that's where I think there was a, I like any everything I listened to, which admittedly wasn't that much. There was a theological disconnect because it's like these people want to have. This existence in something that is not yet ours. This like perfect, totally supernatural place. But it's like, that's not like, we're not in that yet. We're mm-hmm. in the already not yet. Like Jesus has come, he's offered forgiveness and saving grace, but we're still in this horribly broken world where we're still sinners and we still suffer and It's just like, how does gold dust speak to that? It doesn't at all. So I just, yeah. It's, it's super annoying. And we talked about like why, like why, why? (laughs) So you, so you got, you got a, a response back from somebody, um, who is like head of a Christian magician something or other. Yeah. yeah. you didn't know that was a thing everybody but it is
0: (laughs) i had a hunch that i wanted to talk to somebody who was familiar with sleight of hand but was also a believer Mm -hmm. so i got in touch with the fellowship of christian magicians and specifically uh, their president steve varro varro i bet it's varro let's just say that right and we had a pretty good uh email exchange and one of the things that he was talking about, about, and first of all, he was quite skeptical of, of the whole mm-hmm. presentation. But he, you know, we started talking about, you know, uh, how do things like this pick up steam? You know, why don't people call it out immediately for what it appears to be? I'm, I'm paraphrasing him a little bit here, but he essentially said, sometimes the simplicity of the gospel can be a stumbling block to people. hmm that you know the the core message of of who God is who Jesus is what Jesus has done what Jesus wants us to do that's all pretty accessible mhm and i think sometimes like the human nature is just to want to make it something more complicated right and i, I don't know i think that's i think he was onto something there that i think sometimes the appeal of this is let's make it mystical or let's make it um, exciting in a way that we can is tangible
2: right yeah and it's it's simple but it's also the reality that we still suffer <laughs> and like life is still really difficult and there's no way around that right now mm-hmm. so I think that that's where people are like desperate for an escape from that and because there's they don't have like any you know I hate to go heavy theology on this but they really don't have a theology of suffering or really a, any understanding of the age that we live in the, like our present state then they're just they they latch on to it like maybe this experience will free me from you know whatever
0: And I I think to your point, like, that's an interesting thing about signs and wonders, Christianity, like that whole movement is, I don't really understand what, like, like you were saying, like the purpose and, you know, like, okay, take reform theology, take Calvinism, Mm -hmm. that the, the end goal of that is theology it's it's theology uh-huh. it's, it's discipleship. you just
2: lost it's- so many listeners no <laughs>
0: no but i mean as, as a as a whole the the end goal of reformed theology is is sort of turned inward of you know, let's right build right. up our own theology contrast that with what most arminian christianity seems to be about which is outward you know it's right not so much about personal theology it's the Great Commission. Let's take the gospel and let's take it out and let's win souls. Right. And, and I, both of those things are great, and I think they work together. I, I, I don't see what the end result of signs and wonders theology is. Right. Like it's not really about theology, and it's not really about evangelism either. It's just it's almost just right. about like subjective feelings of feeling like we're connected to God.
2: mm mm-hmm. Right. And there's just a lot of examples that are totally extra biblical. Mm-hmm. So he's very strange. And if you listened to the clips, um maybe you noticed that his voice has changed over the years. Not like a, <laughs> I mean, all men's voices change, but usually starts like, I think when they're 14 and his seemed to start maybe in his thirties. <laughs>
0: it's, it's really jarring. It's
2: it's pretty remarkable if you watch the videos side by side. Like I think maybe the most the most I heard it was when I watched a little bit of that interview with Sid Roth and he he talked about the keyboard, learning to play the piano, supernaturally, you know. And then I watched the video where he got transported to China and I didn't actually watch him get transported. I watched his him tell about it, and it's like two different voices, and it's it's very strange. How does that happen so late in life? Unless maybe you're making it happen.
0: I, I don't. With, know, I don't know if it's like a medical issue that I don't need to make too many jokes about. <laughs> when there are so many other things to worry about with Joshua Mills.
2: That's true. But it is, it's, it is like, very odd, though. It's... Because it's it's, yeah. his voice was really high. I would say it was, like, as high as mine or more.
0: hmm Higher. And then in the... the It makes me want to feel like, how did it affect his singing? Because he's an internationally featured recording artist. As, right. As, as we know from his... his
2: I think bio. that's my favorite thing about people like this, is all the claims they make on themselves. Like, mm-hmm. that they're, like, internationally known... I'm like, just because you go to a country and 30 people show up in a different country doesn't mean you're like an internationally acclaimed evangelist. Uh, it means that you went somewhere and people showed up because they had nothing else to do. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, here we go. Um, this is a good paragraph. This is from their one of their original websites, internationalglory.com. Because who wants to limit the glory to one nation? We need
2: international
0: glory. In 2005, God began speaking to Joshua and Janet Mills about reaching Hollywood Mm. and the entertainment industry with his glory. Since that time, Joshua has appeared on many television programs. And it lists a whole bunch of them, but they're all like uh, TBN, Daystar.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, (laughs) And then this little addendum... Joshua's songs and music continue to be played on both Christian and secular radio stations around the world.
2: Okay, here's a pause. Orlando, Florida has the absolute worst Christian radio station in the world. There's, there's just, there's no way around that. They do. They play songs, they consistently play songs that are so old. But not like, oh, it's Rich Mullins, it's so good. No. Like, Stomp. And. No. I am not lying, and I'm gonna start listening so that I can record it when it comes on. Cause, you know, I don't ever listen anymore. But like, Stomp, or, um, gosh, Nicole C. Mullins, My Redeemer Lives, like these just consistently plays these old songs.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Anyways, I've never heard Joshua Mills on our local Christian radio. Well, maybe station. you're not
0: listening to the world's secular radio stations.
2: Oh yeah, because he's played on secular radio too. <laughs> Supernaturally, his his records get put in the mix. So, speaking of the world, can we talk about the China video?
0: I, I want you to talk about the China video.
2: Okay, so. There's a video. It's about nine minutes. I think you, I I think we had a clip of it in the beginning. Um, But if you, if you can watch the whole thing, you might as well just do it. So it starts out with Patricia King, who's like, I don't know. She's his buddy. She's in a lot of his videos and she's talking about the Ministry of Translation, Transportation, and she's saying in the beginning, I just can't wait until there's no airports, no airline tickets, no vehicles. God, just take us where you want us to go.
0: It's very similar to the Tom Cruise Scientology video.
2: I'm like, what? No. So Patricia King, and I guess Joshua Mills, believe that there's coming a time when we won't need airplanes or cars we will just raise our hands and be transported where we want to go. That's like, okay, teleportation, check. So then this, then it goes to Joshua and he's going to tell this story. And he is talking, he's in, guess where this started? Florida, yep. Pensacola, Florida. He's in service and he's, he, <laughs> he's uh talking about, there there's going to be a translation this is literally what he said. i wrote it down translation transportation to the third heaven and to the nations and it's just like okay buddy good job you can rhyme oh my goodness okay so then they talk about the prayer service and he said quote of course i was believing god for everybody else Wow, he's be- he's believing God for everybody else too. <laughs> so he's he has his hands raised with his eyes closed, and he opens his eyes and he says he's in an elevator in China. He says he's surrounded by Chinese people, and he literally uses the phrase "they're in his armpits," which is like okay, we get it; they're short. But here's something I thought of this morning. I hope this is not offensive. It maybe is a little bit. Do you think Joshua Mills actually is, I don't know if the word is educated or like, do you think if you lined up a Chinese, Japanese, Korean, like Vietnamese person side by side, he would know which one was Chinese? (laughs) Like, how did he know he was in China?
0: That is an excellent point.
2: And not Japan or not North Korea. You know, gosh, if anywhere needs the gospel, it's not China. Their church is booming.
0: This is true. Okay.
2: So he, <laughs> he, he talks about how get this, he just starts the first, he said, the first thing I think is how am I going to get back to Florida? I'm like, yeah, cause all of a sudden. There's Chinese people in your armpits. Okay. So he says that he follows the spirits leading and it leads him to a room in an office building. And he said, I don't believe it was an advertised or firm, formal church gathering. It's like, mm, yeah, duh. If you're in China, like, I'm glad that you added that to your story for the <laughs> sake of the story. Because, like, <laughs> religion is extremely regulated in China and like house churches face serious persecution. And if you're, I think I read that like, if you're a Christian in China, you can only belong to like certain denominations. And I mean, everything is under government rule. It's communism. Anyways. So he talks about how he's in this prayer service and he just starts speaking in tongues. Cause he can't understand anything they're saying. Of course they're speaking in Chinese, which I'm sure he discerned was Chinese and not Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> so the the this I'm not even to the best part, so when it's over, he says, "So we end the meeting and I hand out my business cards.
0: Oh my gosh,
2: what he has just had this super okay, let's just imagine you got transported to a different country like just imagine that that actually happens, okay. Would you have the mental awareness to think, I should hand out my business card so one of these people can contact me in a few weeks and corroborate my story? No. He hints, which is what he gets to later in the video. He says, somebody contacted us several weeks later and thanked me for coming to their meeting. And I'm like, no, they didn't. They did not do that. (laughs) They don't email about church in China. Like
0: from his business uh, cards, which were printed in English,
2: right? Yeah, exactly. And I'm, yeah, exactly. He, yeah, all of a sudden the people can speak English enough to email. It's like no, dude. So this whole idea that like I, th- the whole story itself is just maddening. But then this idea that God needed Joshua Mills to go to China to this one service. And he talks about that. He talks about how he's like, why would I go here? And somebody said, oh, we see in part and prophesy in part. And, you know, quoting all the scripture out of context. Yeah. It's like, no, China does not need you, Joshua Mills, like at all. Not even a little bit. They are doing just fine without your 15-minute presence at their secret prayer meeting in an office building, which doesn't even exist. So, I mean, yeah. There, Translation, transportation.
0: It's so perfect. It's such a perfect...
2: To the third heaven and to the nations.
0: It's such a perfect microcosm of everything that makes him so weird and infuriating.
2: Yeah. It's just... No. No. It's awful. (laughs) It made me so mad.
0: I think that... Okay, there's, there's a couple things... A couple angles here. First of all, like... The thing that makes it so infuriating is... Just how like dead behind the eyes he is (laughs) when he is telling these stories.
2: It's true. When when I've seen
0: a lot of, of sketchy evangelists, Mm -hmm. you know, like Peter Popov, Robert Tilton, you know, Jim Baker hawking his apocalypse food. There's, there's usually like little tells you can see like in their face of little slivers of humanity that are Poking through, of like mm-hmm. or shining through, that you know there, there's a person behind here that maybe on some level knows what he's doing is is wrong or, or dishonest, right? When Joshua Mills is 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 spinning these fantastic yarns. There is just there's nothing. It's yeah. just it, there is there no tells. Like it's just him looking straight through your soul to whatever's behind you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: completely convinced that what he's saying is, is true.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man.
0: And the other thing, too, like... <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's so much. It's it's like a soul suck to watch these videos. You can just feel, like, pieces of yourself dying.
0: Okay, let's, let's make a <laughs> distinction here between, like... I think we... When we were researching this, we called it passive... Deception and active deception. That's not right. a, that's not a great term, but we'll just use it. Um, I think there's a difference too between somebody who's passively deceptive, and we use the example of somebody like uh, like Benny Hinn or like a faith healer. And and you know Benny Hinn does a lot of bad things, but uh, somebody that like puts their hands on you and says I'm going to pray for you if you've got enough faith you'll be healed. Right. And they pray for the person. The person gets like this rush of euphoria and for that moment they feel like they're fine they feel they right. they feel better and they're like i am healed i am healed and then the evangelist right. is like oh we've got a healing okay well maybe you didn't have a healing but like in that moment you don't know that like you're just going right. off what the person is is parroting back to you um so like in some ways i can uh, sympathy is not the right word but i can i can understand how somebody like that would would get weird that would yeah. just Gradually start to begin, you know, maybe, maybe it's true. Maybe everybody I touch does receive supernatural presence. Um, so that's like a passive thing, but Joshua Mills, it's like, it's active. It is an active right. deception of I literally have to put the glitter on myself. Yep. And then go out there and tell everybody that it was God. Yep. And that's, that's that. <laughs> That's what makes it so freaky because it's like, you can't rationalize that away. Like you can't minimize that. Like you have to be dead inside to be able to do something like that.
2: Right. And if it's like, and even if he could maybe admit and then say, well, I just want to encourage people and increase their faith. It's like, you just come back to the question of why isn't telling people that Christ came to save sinners, even if you have to say it over and over, which you do, like, why can't that just be enough? Yeah. Why do you have to put gold on yourself to increase people's faith or encourage them? It's just no.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right, so let's let's talk about Janet for a little bit.
2: Mm mm-hmm. uh,
0: Can you can you can you can you take us there on Janet?
2: Well, okay. I didn't watch mother. much. I didn't watch much of this video, but Janet claims that one of her births was painless. Okay. Here's the thing. I don't believe that that's impossible because I've read enough birth stories in my 10 years of having children that, you know, some people claim that they've had painless births. Okay. It was painless, but also her baby came out covered in gold dust.
0: Yeah. Who hasn't been there?
2: No. First of all, no. Does that mean there was gold dust inside of your uterus? Like, do you have a magic gold vagina?
0: (laughs) There's a good book to (laughs) quote.
2: It's like okay, and also they they said that they had this baby in the hospital. Because it's like, if you had a home birth, it'd be easy to just make whatever up that you want. Yeah. But they said they had this baby in a hospital. Don't you think if they're... So there's usually like at least, you know, three or four attending nurses and physicians at a birth
0: not to mention the husband holding a camera who's going to take pictures as soon as the baby right
2: doesn't don't usually they take pictures when a baby's born and the baby was covered in gold dust don't you think that would have like gone viral i mean everything goes viral these days any like little any little tweak off of the norm is like omg this is amazing I feel like a baby covered in gold dust is kind of like when someone has a 16-pound baby. And that definitely gets some attention. It's
0: just the audacity of the claims. It's almost like a game of chicken.
2: Well, and they also have a book, Childbirth in the Glory. which What does that even mean? Childbirth in the Glory? And like... Yeah. I I tried to like see if maybe that was downloadable <laughs> because they I wish that I had unlimited funds for the preparation of these podcasts because I would have bought the one hundred and eighty dollar you know like whatever it's called
0: the spirit curriculum pop.
2: the spirits I don't even know where you just learn everything like what what possible nonsense is in that anyways so yeah childbirth in the glory you can have a pain free birth your baby will come out. Paying for its own college education with the gold dust on his body. its body—it's very exciting.
0: It's like a game of chicken they do. Of like, let's make the claim as big as as you could ever imagine, and it's like if we make it big enough, I don't know. Like, it, it's nobody like,
2: will believe that it could happen to them. It's that's like, the thing. Okay, so these people believe that like they're they are special. They do. So, in this video, I'm just going to move on. In this video, which we can talk about how his voice changes in this video in a minute, but it's at the very beginning of a video that's, like, an hour long, part one one of two. And he's telling a story. He starts to tell a story. He's like, I was preaching at a church in Idaho, which, for me, he's laying the groundwork early that he's kind of in, like, a rural-type area more. I was preaching at a church in Idaho. The pastors called him or emailed him later on. He said, the call, maybe it was an email. I don't know. It's been so long ago. Like, just, wow. (laughs) Just make it up, brother. Like, just make it up. You're making it up anyways. So a couple, so this is what the pastors say. A couple in their church just, quote, regular folk. First of all, do people in Canada say folk folk? Like when they're talking about people, so just quote regular folk, and by that I mean they weren't ordained into the ministry.
0: Ah, uh, they weren't. They weren't special.
2: Um, like they didn't have. This is this is, this. I wrote this down. I kept pausing and going back and writing. They didn't have the worldwide, and then he stopped. They didn't have the brochures and the pamphlets or business cards or anything for ministry. They lived in. They lived in a trailer park. The man worked during the day in a mine, in a mine or some kind of situation like that. (laughs) I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's only one kind of situation that's like working in a mine and that's working in a mine. There's no other job like that. (laughs) But thank you for just demeaning everybody who does like hard labor by just being like, oh, maybe you worked in a mine. I don't know. Maybe it was an electrician. I don't know. (laughs) To me, that gave like just the.
0: He didn't have brochures.
2: The perfect glimpse into like how these people think of themselves and how they have to portray themselves to like lay people. Mm -hmm. And I don't even, I don't even, I know he was not even aware of how that comes across to someone who's not being duped by him. Like they're just regular folk. And this is the thing. He's in Texas, and he's talking like he's from Texas, which he's not. He's from Canada, but he has he's he's put on this like accent. They're just regular folk and glory to glory, like. Plus, just the, the, re,
0: read the name of the video so people can look it up.
2: Oh, you know what? I don't have it pulled up, but I can find it and tell you <laughs> at some point. It's like. Hmm. Hold on. I'll find it. Keep talking. (laughs) And then you can go edit it. Yeah. So it's just that just makes me angry because you can't minister to people if you think that you're separate from them in your standing with God and your importance and all of that. You just all you can do is just dupe them over and over.
0: It it, plays, it's just, it's part of his like chameleon like thing where it's like you, you know, I talk about like being dead behind the eyes. You just get this sensation that you're never actually listening to him. It's just, you're always listening to a role he's playing.
2: Yeah, it's true. It's, it's true. So in that, uh... in the video I'm talking about, you know we said he kind of sounds like he turns into a black preacher and we don't it's not meant to be offensive but we can acknowledge that they're like there's a southern black preacher that like the a voice that's different than a white preacher from canada it's a cadence right it's It's a cadence
0: call and respond kind of thing
2: yes and in the middle of this video he's all of a sudden like screaming Oh God, That sounds horrible. I don't mean like black preacher scream, but he's like yelling and no, I that cadence, I mean, it's... that sing songy cadence to what he's saying. And it's just, oh it, man,
0: it, it falls really flat because it doesn't feel genuine at all.
2: It's not genuine at all. Like, and I, I cannot mean, I find up, a video to save my life.
0: I grew up in the charismatic movement and I've seen white and black preachers do the same cadence. But it was always sort of a part of them.
2: Right. Of it was like, it South. was still, it was still their voice, but it was like, yeah.
0: Yeah. And when he does it, it's like, okay, this is a, this is a very cosmopolitan looking dude from Canada who is now sounding like a soul minister from Louisiana. Right. It's really weird.
2: Right. It is. It's so bizarre. Okay, the one that I'm talking about is called um, Joshua Mills' New Realms of Glory, and then there's some more after that. But if you search for that, and in the beginning of that one, the lady who's introducing him is holding up what she says is a 50-carat diamond <laughs> that Josh, that <laughs> Joshua gave to her mom that she inherited. It's like, did he just make this materialize a fifty-carat diamond? And also, if you have a fifty-carat diamond that you're just holding onto, how, like, how, how is that okay? Like, how is that? What does that do for anyone?
0: In that Nothing. same in that same video in part two, because I skipped ahead. Yeah. He uh, he had apparently planted like a plastic jewel under the chair of one of the people, and was like. It went through this whole thing of like you know god's telling me you over here look under your chair and this lady pulls out like this little plastic looking thing that you would get out of a quarter machine at the grocery store yeah and uh mill joshua mills is just like oh you know god has left that for you and i promise you that will not be the last precious gem to fall from heaven in this building
2: yeah <laughs> Shines falling from heaven, gold dust on our skin. It's just maybe we just don't have enough faith. Okay, so maybe that's maybe that's our problem.
0: It's hard to not get sucked into trying to debunk this stuff because it's so infuriating. It's mm-hmm. like you want to put all your energy into debunking it, and like you you just have to like pull back and say, okay, wait a minute. Like nobody's actually believing this except for the people right. who are there. Mm -hmm. Like a very small minority of people. So instead of debunking it, we started talking about why the people who do support them,
2: why do they do that?
0: Why do they support them?
2: Well, I think that it really, honestly, this is my like logical brain. I think that it honestly just comes down to the fact that these people have they they are not they like they don't have the good news as the foundation of their faith so whether that's Joshua Mills's fault or every church they've been in before that didn't preach the good news of the gospel to them but it's like they don't have that because mm-hmm. they're still searching for something else something extra biblical something outside of what's been revealed i mean that's a big word revelation revelation you know he posts stuff on his facebook these little one-liners and everyone's like i needed that revelation this morning it's like well he actually said nothing of substance (laughs) he just like literally just said you know you can change your future today if you just believe or i don't know but it's just I, i don't know i feel like there's just there's a definite like, longing in all of us to not be under this horrible curse of the world that there's still suffering, there's still sin, we feel it. And, but the gospel's so simple, it's like, oh, there has to be something else.
0: I think part of it too is that, I th- well, I think it's very telling that you don't see a lot of him in mainline charismatic denominations. Right. Usually when he's speaking, it's not going to be at like an assembly of God or a church of God or, you know, a Calvary chapel or a vineyard. It's usually going to be at some like uh, independent charismatic church. I think it's right. very telling because um, I think wherever there's like a, a hierarchy and accountability in place, I think it's harder for people like him to get in. Right. Um but also like the charismatic angle of it I, we talked about we call this um, what do we call this we call this affirmation drift that's a very fancy mm-hmm. sounding name but i think that is the, part of what it means to be charismatic almost by definition is you depend a lot on subjective experiences right, right. Um, and you know and, and most of the time it's it's harmless or even beneficial somebody comes up to you and says you know, God told me to tell you that he loves you and it's like, Mm -hmm. well, maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but there's no harm in that. So you affirm that and be like, Oh wow. okay, Thank you. Right. Um, Or or maybe, you know, somebody says, you know, I feel led to pray for this person. Mm hmm. Hey, great. Pray for him. Like there's no harm in that. So you affirm, right. You just keep affirming and affirming and affirming these subjective things. And it's almost like you dig ruts for yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so that you just get so used to affirming it. And then when somebody comes in and says, God is going to cover me in gold dust. It's like, Oh, that doesn't sound right. But then you look around and everybody else is nodding and it's like, okay, do you want to be the one that stands up and says, Right. This is weird. So yeah. Because like the then you're the one, you're the
2: one that doesn't have enough faith. Yeah. You know, and, in, in the, I think they prey on the, the mm, the precedent of, like, lack of discernment. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, a group of people that are known for being very accepting of whatever experience God's given you as just accepting that it's from God, that then someone will come in and say an experience that we should be like, um, maybe not. Maybe your baby wasn't born with glitter on it. Mm-hmm. But it's like then you're the jerk, (laughs) you know, but that, I mean, that really happens in any homogenous group. Like if you have a group of super theologically minded people, then you feel like an outsider when you talk about like an experience that impacted you without, you know, going into the theology of it. You feel like the outsider. I felt that. Like in reform circles, when you want to use an experience to teach it, like, God, use this experience to teach me a lesson or to teach me something or show me something. And people are like, but what about what is, (laughs) you know, that's basically how theologically minded people sound. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm sorry. No, but just any homogenous group, when you're, if you're going to be the outsider, it's difficult. So then that. That gives a, you know, fertile ground for people to take advantage of that.
0: Yeah, I think my underlying point there is, you know, when you see him, you know, spinning these crazy stories in front of people, I really don't think everyone in the audience believes it. I, I think a lot of people in the audience probably have serious doubts. They just, I think
2: so too, proud. and I really want him to come to Orlando so I can go. And be one of those people. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want. I want to go sit and just watch and listen and discern in the in the moment what is going on.
0: Would you be in the glory though?
2: Definitely not. I feel like I probably will keep the glory from dropping, <laughs> <laughs> falling. That's the word they use, falling. Somebody on his Facebook commented that they went to one of his meetings and there were so many visitors that were talking that the glory didn't fall. Oh man, I hate it when that happens. I, I mean, I really hate it that the glory falling is subject to visitors mm-hmm. and their just lack of consideration for, you know, Joshua Mills and his realm. <laughs>
0: Before we go, we got to talk about the glitter videos a little
2: Okay. More.
0: I mean on a scale of 1 to I don't know. What's the what's the fakest thing you can pot- well, on a scale of Sharknado one, on a, I was going to go Jan Crouch's hair.
2: Okay. On a well, scale
0: of 1 to Jan Crouch's hair how real do the videos look?
2: You know, I feel like they're just right there with the hair. They're just, they're, they're so fake looking.
0: It's incredible.
2: Like, what? Oh, I showed one to Danny. I didn't really tell him anything. I was like, this is the guy we're talking about. He's like, he's a vampire? <laughs> Cause you know, in the Twilight movies, that's their vampire's thing. Like the first low budget Twilight movie, Edward, I know you haven't watched it. Edward, like it literally looks like that. He looks like they just painted glitter on him. So it's like is he a vampire? <laughs> <laughs> He's covered in glitter. Yeah, it's it doesn't look real and it can't look real in person. I mean, there's one video if you can look for like maybe Joshua Mills HD where and that's the thing, I feel like with cell phones and just the, like, how things can be recorded, how, how long can you keep this up? Well, he... And that's why I know they're not as popular as they say they are. Yeah. Like, they don't have a, they don't really have an on, like, he has a personal Facebook page, but, like, New Wine International, I couldn't find, has, like, a Facebook page. Their website is super well done. Like, it's very professional mm-hmm. as far as, like, ease of use and all of that. And it looks it looks nice. It doesn't look like David J. Stewart's website. (laughs) But (laughs) um yeah, I just
0: Hey, how about this? Even
2: even the H D video, it's just like that's that's glitter. Like maybe it's like nicer glitter than you use for your pre K (laughs) crafts, but it's still (laughs) glitter. It might be like legit like drag queen body art glitter. But (laughs)
0: <laughs> hey maybe a warning sign if your twitter you know in your twitter bio you can have a link and the link goes directly not to your ministry front page but to your ministry shop page
2: oh yeah
0: maybe a warning sign
2: yeah well I mean yeah gotta make a buck uh,
0: I also <laughs> wanted to close with this um, I, I found this to be fascinating In 2009, he was preaching at the Toronto uh, Airport Church. I think it's called Catch the Fire Toronto now, but back then it was called the the, uh, Airport Christian Fellowship. And uh, the the Catch the Fire Toronto Twitter account, again, this is back 2009, so this is back when not hardly anybody was using Twitter, but uh, not as many as now. Joshua Mills is preaching this Sunday morning at 10.30. The last time he came on a Sunday... He was covered in emerald glitter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> emerald glitter. Oops. So They forgot to tell their social media guy that it's not glitter. <laughs> it's a supernatural manifestation of heavenly riches. Gosh.
0: <laughs> we will we will screen cap that and tweet that out in case they decide to go back and delete the tweet.
2: <laughs> yeah, in case they're listening. <laughs> oh, it's good to be optimistic about your following. <laughs> <sighs> oh. Uh, yeah. Glitter. Glitter.
0: Casey House, thanks for coming on.
2: Anytime. So fun.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to Fun Sexy Bible Time. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can find us at FSBibleTime. If you'd like to follow Casey Haas on Twitter, you can find her at MiddleCasey. This episode was brought to you by our Patreon sponsors. If you'd like to support the show for a couple bucks a month, you can go to patreon.com slash Matthew E. Pierce. This episode used the following music. The track Bit Pop by Jason Incorporated the track Sneaky Snooper by audionautics.com and an untitled track by Michael Pierce so listen come back and join us next time it's not going to be the same without you or you know at least stay tuned for some bonus material from today's
2: episode We didn't talk about the fatness. We have to do that. Turn turn it back on. No, it's still you have okay. So in one of the videos, um, Joshua Mills claims that a woman lost a hundred pounds in in during the service. Okay, she lost a hundred pounds. But Joshua Mills and Janet Mills are fat, which is fine. Nothing against that, but they're fat. So. It makes you wonder, why are they portraying losing weight as a miracle, but they are still fat? Like, what do you think about that?
0: it like me puffing on a cigarette as I announce that God is healing people of nicotine addiction.
2: <laughs> it's true, and you know what? I feel like that probably happens in churches everywhere every Sunday about other things. like... Jesus can cure you from your porn addiction as the pastor, you know, watch porn thirty minutes before getting on stage. That's awful, but we know it's true, Are so just- let's just be honest.
0: <laughs> so you were just saying like tell him leading a marriage retreat before Exactly.
2: Here's how to not cheat on your wife.
0: Jim Baker doing, like, a, uh, Jim Baker leading, like, a Financial Peace University <laughs> class.
2: Financial Integrity for Beginners by Jim Baker.
0: <laughs> like, why would the Angels be coming down to play keyboards? I'd...
2: I don't know. I'd I don't f- know.
0: I gotta feel like the Angels... I mean, would they not just be watching people have sex instead?
2: I mean, you would think. We know that's what you would do if you were an angel. <laughs> only, the,
0: only the Christians, though. I feel like that's okay. Only, like yeah, of course. I feel like, is a Christian
2: voyeurism is okay as long as they're Christians.
0: Well, you know, you don't want a Christian to be attacked by demons while they're while they're engaging in holy copulation.
2: Or. Interrupted by their children. This is, tr- I couldn't. The, an- been- <laughs> I the angels, one point, oh, be standing outside your door.
0: I feel like it's a bridge you know? too far if you're an angel to be watching pagans bang. So like you yeah. probably not let unless
2: them <laughs> unless they're like praying for them to stop or. <laughs> This is awful. <laughs> oh.
0: Well, we had to, get a, had to get a little moment of levity in there. Yes. We to work it in there.
2: We got to bring the sexy to fun, sexy Bible time. Always. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a magic gold vagina? <laughs>